Grandmother Chi has established that this is very much a formal ceremony, and then it becomes kind of like a big old drinking, dancing night of entertainment. The two main doors leading into the room just kind of burst open, and then they see Tristan pushing the doors open, and everyone's like, oh, who is this intruder? And then the band flanked behind me as we walk in, and everyone's like, oh my God, they're here. They've got a new lead singer. I'm going to like drift around the room like a really sort of high class waiter. And while I'm doing yes. it, I was going to listen into um, all the chatter and find out the, you know, the general feeling of the room. Mark experience. I think everything's fine. <laughs> all the other house leaders are here. All of them seem to be packing. Heat, you mean? Yes. There are more concealed weapons in this room than you can count. Serving people... Guards! Anyone! Look at me over here! Come and get your round of applause! So the guards come up and give an awkward bow, and Enigma has got through the door. Old school. Uh, hi, I was just told to bring these uh, hors d'oeuvres through. So what's the garden game like these days? I mean, <laughs> yeah, seen anything good? Guarded any famous people? I, pr- I prefer to see the world. I don't get to guard interesting people hardly at all. I think we're cut from the... Same cloth. Want to sit and do drugs for a bit? She goes in for the kiss. <gasps> no. Call me Tristan. <laughs> and you enter a humid room with a large basin to your right and a desk of alchemical potions and reagents ahead of you. A bell hangs above the desk. There are two robed people leaning over some glass containers at the desk. When you enter, they both look up at you. These are the die masters of the Red House. Volavant. Um, I will appear at the door in similar garb to the guard and say, Ah, we finally caught up with her. What are you doing here? I'll go up and grab hold of Enigma, try to palm the gem into my hand. Percy has the gem. Unhand me! <laughs> go on, get out with you. Uh, I am just going to need to do a quick sweep of the room. is busy back at his table but the assistant when you get close actually keeps moving away there's something going on there and what is about to happen the assistant die master Fen Shaoye pulls a knife and goes to stab Hongdeng what do you do? I will dive in the way heroically in defence of Okay, nice. You're going to stand in defence. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, give me a defend roll, which is con. Intermediate success. You have one hold, which you can spend to redirect the attack from the thing you defend to yourself, halve its effect or damage, open up the attacker to an ally, or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. I will redirect it to myself. Okay, cool. Roll a d4. Oh, that seems good. <laughs> okay, you take four damage. It only really scratches you. 
Okay. Am I taking armor off that or no? You're taking armor off that, but it does still scratch you. Yeah. And where it touches you, it feels very, very cold. Oh, that might happen. How how do you intercept it? Do you literally throw your body in the way? Um, I I think I, I literally sort of dive across the room. No! <laughs> as, as if to take a bullet. <laughs> yeah, so so it kind of catches your side and it just scrapes across. But hmm. there, was, there was poison on that blade. Yeah, yeah. Obviously that makes quite a row. Yeah, I will look at the Die Master and say, Flee, you fool! <laughs> Brilliant. Hong Deng, Die Master, makes his way out of the room. So he is running for safety. Enigma. Hello. You're still in the outer room. The Die Master comes running out. Uh, what do you do? Are you just going to let him pass? Are you going to... Uh, if you let him pass, he's going to alert everybody, isn't he? He possibly is. Mm. You might be ready for that. Okay, so I'll let him run past, but I am rifling uh, the guard's pockets for keys. Yeah, I think the guard has a key for this door. Cool. So you have a way through the door behind. If you make your way up the corridor, what do you find? Percy, what are you up to? Having been intercepted, he's, like, losing it a bit, and he starts sweeping things off the table to kind of just throw them at you, just whatever's on the table. Yeah, I I think I'm probably bobbing back and forth, fairly woozy, um, and taking sort of punch-drunk shots. Okay, cool. Give me a hack and slash, but you're at minus one. Okay, let's just take minus take one off this. Yeah, I reckon it's still. Yeah. yeah, it's still pretty good. Like Percy is a tank, and he knows the skills. Yeah. So, Enigma, as you come in, Percy is laying laying the smackdown on the assistant die master. Ah. Which is a surprise. I better pull out a boot dagger and then stab him in the back then. Just to help him. Why, Enigma? Not, per- not Percy. <laughs> I'd like to be clear well, there. Not Percy. Roll your damage, Percy. Yeah, okay, cool. Roll your damage, Enigma. Oh, I have backstab. You have backstab, and that means you can deal your damage plus 1d6. Cool. Yeah, so Percy knocks him back. Enigma is slightly off balance because he gets knocked straight into her but then effectively stabs him and he just collapses on the floor. Boom. So the assistant die master is now assistantly, has been assisted to die. Oh, oh. I was going to make that joke, damn it. I'll toss the, <laughs> the gem back to Enigma. Cheers. Um, and say, uh, okay, I'll delay them here. You get through the door. Okay, but any good chemicals in there, just, you know, keep them for me. Uh. <laughs> Just go through the door. Fine, go through the door. Okay, Enigma. The door leads you into a narrow corridor. (laughs) So you can now see a long, narrow, wood-edged corridor. Uh, Is this the kind of place where I might want to check for traps? You could try your tricks of the trade. Okay. Let's see what you find. Uh, dexterity? Oh, yeah. Roll plus. So, trap expert. Spend a moment to survey a dangerous area. I'm and give us a dex roll. Doing that. I right. didn't look for long enough. On the seven to nine, 
you can spend it to ask one of these questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? What does the trap do when activated? What else is hidden here? I'll have the first one, please, sir. <laughs> there is a trap, and it's a whole section of the floor. Ooh. Is a very carefully sprung trap door. You know what that sounds like? What's that sound like? It sounds like I'm going to run along the wall in my incredible boots of parkour to the other side so I don't even touch the floor. That is exactly what you do. It's exactly what I do. Enigma just parkours the fuck out of here, avoids the trap, and finds yourself in another small squarish room. Now, as you went into the previous corridor, you did get a slight disorientation, which you think is that you've entered the region made from elsewhere. So you've gone into this slightly extended space. Okay. So the corridor ends at a rectangular room. To your right is another silk curtain. To your left is a metal collar. The moment you move towards the curtain, you feel every piece of steel you're carrying drawn with increasing strength towards the collar. Ooh. What do you do? I'm going to try and walk through that curtain then. As you get to the curtain, you find the pull on your metalwork is enough that either you're going to have to give it up or it's going to be pulled clear off you. Now, I believe Enigma has piercings, so I don't know how she's going to feel about this, but it seems to be steel that's drawn to it. And I do have all of those, like, uh, wooden... You know those things you put in your ears? Yeah, yeah, like stretches. I've got wooden stuff. ones of those, definitely. That's totally canon. But as you get closer to it, like, your boot dagger flies out of your boot. Ping! And lands by it. And your rapier is trying to pull itself off your belt. Damn. Wasn't she disguised, disguised as a servant? Why does she have a rapier? I probably don't have my rapier on me. Yeah, you probably don't have your rapier. So, if you have steel weapons, you're not going to get them past here, is really the state of it. And also, if you have, like, steel belt buckles or anything like that. Right. I guess I'm going to have to do without. Unless you can find a cunning way of sneaking them past here or disabling this pillar. You heading backstage, Tristan, or are you waiting front stage and like playing on while the rest of the band take a break. Well, that was it. My plan and the reason I questioned where Bambi was because I was going to scope him out in the uh, the crowd and see what he's doing and see if he gives me any kind of looks. And then if not, I'll um, go back and have a little little yeah. tip and a little chat. So I'm just going to check him out, check everything's okay. I'm assuming I've seen Percy dash off as well. So that's undercover. Yeah, you probably have seen that. So I just want to have a little look at Bambi, give him a quizzical nod, and then. Bambri is going to do a bunch of different complicated hand signals and head movements and <laughs> understand that Tristan was listening earlier when he described all of what these meant. The 35 <laughs> different hand signals that could have different complex meanings. Yeah, yeah a classic. So I'm going to nod. Mm, mm. Because I assume I've forgotten what, and he must have told me and I'm like, Argh. and I'll kind of, I'll kind of be like, I'm going back there. Yeah. I'll just give him a thumbs up. Bam Bambi's given a very clear, clear no head signal. Clear no head signal that didn't mean anything else out of the 35. Oh, he means, 
he doesn't want to go. I'm like, no, no, I'm not inviting you. I'm doing, no, no, not you, me. me. I'm going backstage to have a drink. You good? So I'm going to give him a thumbs up. Uh, Banbury will give you a finger up. Ooh, that can mean one of two things. <laughs> that usually means Banbury's fine. So I'm going to start by making my way back there. Okay, you've got a little backstage space in this corner, which I've marked off here. This is below the med- mezzanine. I see. Why am I not at least replaced with a guy in fancy clothes? Right, what you've accidentally done is put Enigma on the map instead of me. <laughs> because oh, yeah, that's right. there we go. There yeah, we go. There we go. That, that Although I'm quite famously actually dressed in red, not... Um, Wait. Right, Ben. No, that's the ginger one. The ginger one is Enigma. Yes. The green one that he put on the state. Yeah, I I realise that now. He's incorrectly changed it due to my incorrect... I thought he was moving it elsewhere. Yeah, right, there we go. Also, I'm in red. Find me a bard in red. Yeah, sure. Fine, fine, fine. Where do I even look for that? I mean... Ben doesn't have enough to do with editing the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. House, Thank you, Magnus. His wife, who's been terribly injured in uh, well, accident, I don't understand. The, I think the horse chewed her finger off. Yeah, in fairness, look at this map. There's loads of people on it, so he obviously knows where to get them from. <laughs> where do you get them from? And I'll choose my own. I just look in the libraries on Roll20, but that might be on the like GM tools. Yeah, and beyond my ability. Yeah, this is one. Although I like the fact that there seems to be a little granny in blue having a boogie on the dance floor. And there's another one that seems to be running away, terrified from the word Magnus C. Yeah, that's Brilliant. kind of uh, the way it happens. No one likes the words Magnus C. Oh, right. So you have a little backstage room. That you, the door behind the stage leads to a corridor, and then you've got this space on the left. Okay, I'm going to walk in, like, shaking hands and being like oh we did it that was a great gig slapping people on the back and just knocking back some boozers yeah yeah there's wine and snacks around the back good good everyone's really happy with the performance how well it's going and i'm like to me (laughs) to you yay (laughs) and then they look like they're waiting for you to say something else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to me, there <laughs> we all clap and cheer. So, I so, pick up so, a ladder in the corner. The Tristan Wilde effect, where at first he seems quite nice, and then after a few seconds, you're like, oh no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah, it's just the ancient code from two historical bards who were brothers. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and even right across the continent, that everyone knows the famous words to me, to you. Yeah. It's a universal language of music. It's a universal language. Of slapstick music. <laughs> so, you're back here. You have, like, a bunch of gear and... Yeah. Nice. I shall smoke it. <laughs> the rest of the band, Jay Guamu, who's the singer, and Obviously. Ilma Manti, who plays the flutes and whistles. She's like the woodwind player. She comes from the sleigh people who live down on the edge of the ice. I have a percussionist called Sinter, who's big old orc, and Gantolga, who plays the horsehead fiddle and is comes from the riding people, and Vorok Kurtos, uh, who plays the crumhorn and the ah. shorn, you know, and is a dwarf from the Under Kingdoms. Oh, I might, I might subtly try and get a little bit ch- chatty with um, the horse riding lass. Yeah, yeah, Gantolga. Yeah. She's not the orc, is she? I mean, I have nothing against orcs. I will, 
I will woo an orc as much as a dwarf. <laughs> She's a halfling. Her hair is like shaved at the sides and then really long on the top. And she wears this kind of leather vest. She she looks kind of pretty fierce. And she's like, that was some cool stuff you were doing there. Huh, yeah, you too, you too. So, is it true, where you come from, you don't have to constantly travel the whole time? Yeah, we just sit around. It's not necessarily as fun as what you guys do. I hear that you've got <laughs> crazy cool horses. <laughs> I, a life I miss. But also, the music called me to the city, and this is a good living too, but... Yes, the life of the rider I have to return to from time to time to rejoin the herds and run through the plains. Hmm. It is one of the finest things. Yeah, I've always wondered about that myself. I've always, we, we, we've been discussing with uh, Mama Chi about the horses and I always thought it was something that I'd really like to do is just to, just to ride and feel that kind of power and freedom. If you wish to spend time with the riding people... There is usually one of our herds is travelling with the city or some representatives are. At the moment, the herd is called the Dun Horse. Mm -hmm. I can introduce you later to their representatives in the city if you like. I keep up with them, of course. Yes, please. Is it true you need a, a, a like a spirit bond from birth to even ride one of these majestic steeds? Oh, not our regular horses, no. But the great horse, yes. Do the regular horses go as fast as the great horse? They go every inch as fast. You might have a faster racehorse, but a great great horse, of course, can travel between two points without having to cross the intervening space. <sighs> Hold up, what now? <laughs> and Because I've been hearing all these crazy rumours, like there was a story about someone trying to steal a great horse once, and I, I can't remember how that went. <laughs> What happens says, when you try and steal great horses? I'm being says, as innocent as I can. <laughs> but I'm really trying to get to the point quick, sharp. <laughs> she says, uh, that, that would be very unfortunate. I've, I've not heard such tales. In fact, I don't think anyone who rode with us would ever imagine that could be done. Have you ever had a horse buck you off and throw you on the ground? Uh, no, but one of my accompanies uh, accomplices. I was going to say that sounds dodgy. One of my um, dear friends has. He's not with us now. He's a little scrawny shitbag. He's he's always getting bucked off. <laughs> it does does look uncomfortable. Yes. Now imagine that that could happen in the space between one place and another. That was it. Yeah, they they kind of um, disappeared or like they were spread across the yeah. The horse might arrive, but the rider might not. That was it. Yeah, it was real. It was a horrible story, but I, I didn't, you know, you hear these stories when we're <laughs> riding and you didn't know if it was true or if it's just like, because we're obviously outsiders and strangers and you don't know how much of it is like a play or a, a, a joke at our, our um, expense. She laughs at that. She says, yes, it's a ridiculous notion, but those must be born and bonded to their own rider and the horse and the rider are born together within one of our chambers of our ancestors. Wow. And in that space, then they're born and then they live together. And they cannot outlive one another. But the horses are stronger and far more long-lived than any other member of our herd. 
and can teleport through time and space, it seems. Well, they can they can travel to any point they have ever travelled to before. Immediately. Uh. So there is a great limitation on how they can travel because they have to know the place already. But as soon as they have been there, they can return. Ah, leading question. Has anyone ever been to Malaheim from your tribe? <laughs> she says, I'm not familiar with that name at all. The, the stone, the stone city. Can you describe it? It's a city of, uh, I assume we remember this from IC, just in case we don't edit yes, it out. Yes, no, I, I, think, I think you have a pretty good recollection yeah. of what it used to be. Yeah, it, used to, it was old, tall stone structures from the old stone empire with these grand designs and these archways and streets with flowing rivers down the middle. And now it may all just be ruins. Big stone ruins. There are many great ruins across the plains. Which direction is it? Do you know? Mm, there's one way I can describe it, but it, I'm not sure whether it's right or not to. What's that? Are you aware of the ogres? <laughs> she immediately says, The Ogre Citadel? Uh, what now? Tell me of the Ogre Citadel, milady. Man, I'm getting some good info tonight. <laughs> it's a mountain top or hilltop with old jagged walls and it is the kingdom of the ogres now. They live there. Interesting. It is obviously considered a dark and dangerous place because ogres are dangerous creatures. But it is where they seek to go. And those that endure live there. Everywhere else, the ogres simply destroy and kill and harm. But when they arrive there, they they seem able to live together. I kind of... I kind of want to do my... Honest and open chat, yeah. just to suss out whether I think she's sound and above board and not secretly, I don't know, involved in the jewelry scam. But I don't want to do. I don't. I just want to get a vibe rather than specific yeah, sure, info. Sure. Okay. So it's so, like uh, using my spell, but more of a gut instinct kind of. I want to flange it so I don't have to use my spell. But you can use it, you know, it's... I want to use it, but in a more subtle form. So I'm just trying... I don't want to get any information. I'm just trying to just, suss a vibe. You want to get a read, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm just getting a read. So I think as long as we can play fast okay. and loose with the rules. Give me a Defy Danger on Charisma. Mm, ten. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good enough. So you get the impression that she is being absolutely sincere. That she's just a musician. Yeah, she's she's a musician and she's effectively a fellow bard. So she's done a fair lot amount of travelling. She has a good amount of lore mm. as well. You get the idea that, yes, she is yeah, completely she being solid. straight with you. She's telling you what she knows. Yeah. Um. So have you ever been there yourself? No, no, of course not. Do you know those that may have done? I'm, my lady, I'm going to level with you. After this, we need to get there. I, I honestly, I can't tell you much more than that. It, let's just say that we are more than just traveling musicians there is something from my home going on that we i feel like i need to get to that city it's really hard to explain and the lit the least you know the better 
and I'm not trying to sound mysterious. I'm just trying to be a little bit honest with you. And obviously, we I've kind of ushered away from the rest of the band, so they think I'm just hitting yeah, on her. Yeah. That was my goal, make it look like I'm being a bit smarmy, but secretly, I'm planning the safety and the saviour of their entire species. She says, after this is all done, or tomorrow, when, when, it, when it's convenient, I will introduce you to Kuhn of the Dunhorse clan. He will know that area as well as anyone, I think. He's a senior rider. He's a great horse rider for the Dunhorse clan. I suppose the only follow-up question, and my thanks, my lady, is are you able to take passengers upon your horses? There are always enough horses in the herd for any rider. I mean the magic horses. But the great horses will accept none but their true rider. Fair enough. Uh, the information you've given me is more than enough. I will give her a, a flourish bow and say, um, I shall offer her my arm and say, shall we give the people what they want? <laughs> and said, certainly. Okay, excellent. We will go into the back room. <laughs> no, we won't do that. Okay. We will. I'm going to, as we get to the door, I'm going to kick the door open and usher her out. <laughs> so a waiter outside that was bringing drinks to musicians just falls to the floor <laughs> yeah that's even better always always make an entrance I say yeah keep keep them laughing that's what that's what <laughs> alright so Enigma yo do you have a plan to get past the metalwork is there anything to the left of the big pole no it, in fact it seems to be depositing anything it pulls off you into that space. It's not sticking to the column, it's landing there. Okay, what else is in that pile? It's only your things oh, right okay. now. I'm just going to have to leave them for the minute, aren't I? Okay, cool. That's fine. Unless I can take a bit of the silk and hope it works. But the silk seems to have random powers, different types of silk, doesn't it? You do have silk with you because Grandmother Chi gave you some and you do have the ability to use it to pick locks. Do I? Awesome. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, I'll try wrapping my dagger in that silk then and see if that makes a difference. Okay, cool. So it still is pulled very strongly towards the pillar, but again you have this curtain at the side of the room. And as you're past the curtain, you still have enough silk that it's on it. Mm. And round the corner behind the curtain is another sharp corner of corridor as you get round that corner, you feel the pull reduce. Good. So you are able to kind of drag it, wind it in like a fish. Right. A silver fish. So you're able to retain your dagger. Yeah. And you come round to another narrow corridor. And historically, corridors like this have contained traps. Yeah, it sounds like the sort of place it would. In which case, I would like to look for traps, please. Give me that trap rock. Yeah, cool. So, you can find if there's a trap and what it does. Yes, please. There are holes in the wall at various heights. And you can see a pattern of planks on the floor, which you think probably trigger the release of whatever is behind those holes. Oh, easy. Right. So, Here's the plan. I'm basically, you know yeah. when they have lasers and they just kind of do like little flips in between where all the holes and things are and in between the patterns... I'm going to weave my way through using bat flips. This is more like Battlefield Hopscotch. Okay, I'm going to do that, but with bat flips. Okay, cool. Give me a dex roll. <laughs> That's reasonable. You manage to avoid 
all but one. And that one, you just touch it, and from both walls at different heights, little, like, arrows or darts spring out of the wall and cross over, and one of them does hit you. Roll a d4. <gasps> Damn. Okay, take four damage. You can roll high when it counts. I can. Percy. Hmm. Three guards come charging into the room, and they're like, what happened? Oh, quick, help me with this one. Let's get him somewhere secure. Let's take him back to the desk outside. They immediately start bundling around him, and they're like, wait, is, is he dead? Is the Die Master? This isn't Die Master dead. No, no, but uh, this little miscreant tried to ensure that he was. Oh, Treachery, hey? Yes. Hey. I'm going to just take <laughs> like, stock of the situation very quickly. <laughs> like, well, there's nothing we hate more than a traitor. And they start dragging him out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do you do? He's a king of black. Um, no, that, that's fine. I thought for a second that they were also on his side. But, uh, <laughs> no. no, these seem to be these seem to be legit guards. Yeah. Um, I, I will follow them out. Um yeah. And as they get out to the, the desk where the uh, the guard that's tripping off her tits is, then, <laughs> um, I will yeah. just say, there's obviously something afoot here. Um, I'll ensure nobody else gets through this entrance. Good work. We'll guard in here and get this fellow sorted out. Well done there. Oh, if you've got this, then I'll do a sweep further up if you prefer. Wait here. You're doing a good job. You're clearly on your game. Yes, I am. That's what we need tonight. Excellent. So, you return to the stage, and... Everything's on fire. Bambri's (laughs) tied to the table. Witch! 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 (laughs) Bambri has been paying close attention to the room. Um, I I think Bambri's just mid-conversation at this stage, because he was going to start conversation, and then uh, you you obviously said about doing a discern reality. Yeah, okay. So, who who are you talking to? Um, He's just talking to whoever was nearest him. Uh, and we'll, yeah, cool. we'll listen to his old man prattlings. Like, he thought there was a lot of law and plot going on a second ago. Yeah, so that's how I became an urban milkman, you see? When you've got a city, there's a lot of people. And if there's people, there's waste. And waste mean rats, and rats mean cats. And that is an untapped resource of milk. Now, you think it'd be hard to milk a cat? And you'd be right, it really is. But once you get a knack for it, then mm-mm. You just you just knee deep in, in in feline milk. It goes from milk to cheese, and oh, it's just it's just a whirlwind of activity. I'm back like, again. The, the amount of people that are, are coming to you saying, mm, "I love your cheese. It's so crumbly and nice," and you're saying, "Well, you know," and they say, "How do you get cows here? We're constantly moving," and you just give them a wink, and then <laughs> you never tell them. Never. You really I mean, I'm trusting you people. Quite You're the entrepreneur, sir. Oh, well, you know, you, you've only got to work with what you can get. And I've got cats. <laughs> sweet, sweet cats. Well, it's very impressive. I'm sure if cats could talk, they'd be grateful for you really making the case for them. Oh, no. Do you know what? I find if I give them cow names like Daisy or Moo Moo, they, they really buy into it. Now, what you need in any business is you need the ground force workers to really feel valued and part of the business plan. <laughs> and the cats, they, 
They're like, oh, you know, people are yelling at me to get out the house and eat more mice, but I come here and I've got a sense of purpose. And that's what cats want in life. You to yeah. open the door and give them a sense of purpose and to milk them. The other said, we find much the same with our Thy house foundry workers, actually. You've got to keep them. them... No, no, not that part. They've got to feel engaged, part of the process. Do you give them cow names? (laughs) (laughs) We have not tried Then no, it's not the same subject. You're just butting in, young man. Now, do you want some taffy? (laughs) I do apologise, Grandfather. It's some delicious taffy. Mm. Put that in your mouth. It'll stick your teeth together and you'll quit interrupting me. Anyway, that was step one in my plan of my great empire. And then Bambi's just going to carry on talking absolute gibberish uh, at them for... You hear some kind of ruckus coming from the door that Enigma and Percy went through. Anyway, as I said, everyone, this is the... Oh, my chest. Ah, ah. Bambi's going to like fall, clutching his chest a little bit. And I'm going to start playing the next loud part of my set (laughs) called The Old Man Is Dying Help Him Help Him Save Me! (laughs) An elderly man in a long robe leaves through the doorway that Enigma went into and vanishes out through the backstage door and a moment later several guards go back in through that through that door Yeah, that's fine From which doorway, sorry, Ben? The one that... From the doorway that Enigma and Percy went into. I assume everyone watches that, because that's quite a big kind of thing. I think it is quite noticeable. Tristan, are you trying to distract from it? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Okay, so Tristan's performing. Uh, Give me a charisma roll. Let's see whether you can defy this danger of everyone just immediately homing in on what's happening now, or whether you can distract hard enough. Oh, you're steady. You're steady tens on charisma tonight. Yeah. That's a full success. Oh yeah, I keep thinking of the higher the roll, the more successful. But ten no, solid. No, it's ten or better. It's all good. Yeah, it makes a lot less hubbub than you might expect, Banbury. You notice it. You notice a couple of heads turn, but most people are busy watching Tristan, who's just pulling some crazy antics on the stage. What are you doing, Tristan? Well, I've kind of got uh, cl- close to the fiddle fiddle player, so we're kind of doing what me and you used to do on stage, where we'll have that little <laughs> moment where we're rocking together, and me and the fiddle player are playing like that little cool, like, bam, bam, we're hitting the same notes, and yeah. like I'm stomping away, and I'm singing the look over here part of the song. <laughs> look at what we're doing. And she's she's also really interested, because they don't, they don't play this kind of heavy music. At first they were shocked, because it's more like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm like, Stu, <laughs> we've all seen Back to the Future. We understand what's happening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm surprising people with my new sound. I thought I was looking for the new sound, but I'm actually giving the new sound. That's my new mission is to actually, I was like, screw it. I don't need a new sound. My sound's amazing. Now I'm going to give people the new sound. So Enigma, you've made it down. A little scarred. Yeah. And... What you see ahead of you is... Oh, no, that looks like a laser thing. <laughs> Lasers! What you see ahead of you is... Lasers. Taut silk threads crisscrossing the corridor in a carefully contrived pattern of intersecting diagonals. I know what you mean. 
lasers. They're all under tension and they're connected, you realise, to the alarm bells that you saw at the entrance. Oh, I'm totally on this one. This is the one I've been training for. <laughs> this is the one you've been training for. Yeah, I'm going to use the edges of the room like parkour. I'm going to be using my capoeira skills, which I don't think I mentioned before, but I definitely have capoeira skills. Capoeira, bitch. Capoeira. Okay. That's what's going to happen. Okay, that sounds that sounds very dexterity. This is this is the canonical defy danger dexterity. For fuck's sake. Yes, this makes sense. Enigma, you dive, you duck, you run, you spring, you turn, you roll. Handspring. You manage to dodge every single one of these threads of silk. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'm that good. But I did roll an eight. And you come out the other side and you land in this room, a fairly small square room. In the middle of the wall in front of you is a curtain, like the ones you've seen elsewhere. On either side of the door, like solemn guards, stand two stationary figures. One always tells the truth. (laughs) And one. They're a little like statues of crumpled technicolour silk. And as soon as you land, they stand straight and turn wrinkled silk faces towards you and then begin to approach, swinging their long silk sleeve arms. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to pull out my dagger. Yep. And I'm going to do some clever avoiding of them, mostly bouncing off of walls and things, and slicing at them. So is your goal to get past them out of the room? Yes. Okay, cool. So you're not trying to engage them directly as much as just... Defend as I go past. Okay, cool. So I think that is straight off dexterity. Especially as your stiletto is precise, isn't it? Come on, more than eight. A ten on decks, a full success. So they are, they can't unravel parts of their body to grasp at you, so their arm will like unravel into this long sleeve of silk. I'm afraid not. <laughs> That's my action hero line as I leave the room. So they're kind of like hooking round and they might like just about get round your arm. You just twist round and somersault free and you duck through this curtain. I thought I weaved through them. Of course you weaved yes. through them. And you find yourself in a small, tight, zigzag corridor. You can hear the flapping of silk outside the curtains. As you come round to the end, there is a locked door in front of you. What do you do? I'm going to pull out that set of keys and see if there's a key for it. There is not a key for it. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pick the lock using that piece of silk I have. What picks locks? Losing your, using your silk mastery. Yes. That will be tricks of the trade. Dex again. You're rolling plus dex, but you are... Not yes. Not yes, but you are operating at a plus one here because you are using Silk Mastery. Mm. So you actually do successfully unlock the door. Beyond the final door is a small room lit by two lanterns. And these are lanterns a little like the one Banbury stole from you that just glow constantly. And the drawer that the die stone resides in. The only problem is that the chest of drawers is approximately 10 drawers high and 10 drawers wide. I can handle that. Maybe. There's a round of applause as Tristan's song (laughs) ends. And then you see a functionary pop out from the backstage area and vanish upstairs 
to say something to Lan Mao, the Chamberlain of the Red House. Ben? Yeah. Is there still guards on that door? It seems like this has slightly thrown them, so the door is not currently guarded. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry, to, to be correct, I thought you meant the door that they went through, like Tristan's backstage door. No, no, I'm talking about the door... No, there okay. are definitely still guards on the other door. Okay, the other question I have is, um, when this happened, I'm going to look for the leader of the Crimson House, or one of the other two, and see yeah. how they seem to react to it. They look worried? Yeah, definitely, the leader of the Crimson House has noticed this, and they seem a little bit concerned by it. These guys are important. Yeah. Um, do they have bodyguards with them, or are they just wandering around by themselves? I know they're packing themselves, but do they have big hench? They don't have bodyguards following them around, but there but are, some, there are the some guards with the colours of different houses around the room. Is everyone actually wearing their own colours? Does this look like yes. a weird rainbow party? It is like a weird rainbow party, yes. Okay, so are Tristan and Banbury in red? I'm always in red. Tristan's always in red. Okay, but <laughs> What's Banbury think, wearing? Is Banbury dressed smart? I think, well, we discussed ages ago that Banbury was trying to get um, Percy to put on those dungarees and a big flouncy shirt, and then when he wouldn't, I think I declared that Banbury was going to put them on. <laughs> but the fact that they would have fit Percy means that Banbury's probably in some dungarees and a shirt that are about three times too big for him. <laughs> but he's just had the most horrendous roll-ups. Uh, of both the shirt and the legs, but they're much too wide, so he's probably just got a belt. He probably looks absolutely insane right now, which, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's uh, legit. None of it, none of it's red, though, so he's not house... Uh, there's no gang affiliations. No, So no. I'll just have to start doing gang signs with my fingers when the, it all kicks off and, and spell red with my fingers somehow. So what happens is that there's a brief discussion between the leader of the yellow and crimson houses that you notice taking place. And I guess, Banbury, you've been keeping an eye on these, and they definitely look like they've got something in mind. You notice that there's also the two two senior members of the Black House there. And they're not on the mezzanine, they're down no, on the bottom. No, they're down, they're down on the bottom, they're down... Uh Right here. And they're an old house, right? They're one of the old houses, yes. And are they the two high-up members of the Black House that are chatting to the younger house members in a conspiratory way? They seem to be keeping more to themselves than talking to other people who come past. Okay. You would get the idea that they might not be in on it in the same way. Okay, so our leader, uh, Grandmother Chi, is up on the mezzanine and we can't really get to her. But there's other members of the Red House that we've been travelling with down yeah, here. So her yeah, grandson definitely. that we chatted to right at the start, what was his name? Chi Ling. Tristan's windseed buddy. I was going to say that's Wing. Okay, so um, Old Man Banbury's going to go and find Chi Ling. Yeah. I'm assuming Chi Ling's in on it and knows that we're all in disguises and that, that, yeah. and that he knows that this is Banbury. Uh, hey! Hey there, Sonny! Hello, Banbury. He's kind of like looking quite nervous. He's like, what? what's going on? Well, it's a bit weird, but the the head of that Crimson House seems to be chatting to the Yellow House and, and the Cyan House quite a bit. And I mean, they could just be chatting and they could just be real sneaky looking fuckers, but I kind of think they're planning something. How safe are you feeling your grandma is in here? Can we get her out of here if we need to? She's probably one of the safer people. Perhaps I should try and 
get a, some of the other villages, villagers where yeah. we could get out? You think it's going to happen soon? Yeah, I'd say maybe get everyone <laughs> from the the your, your rolling peoples all in one place so they can maybe push it. Get them all like arguing about those onion rings over there, like behind <laughs> the table, so that when it kicks off, they can just push the table over and hide behind that. And then you can just fling really kind of gone off and stale uh, chicken wings at people. I mean, it's not great, but it's summon. Yes, that that's a very good idea. All right, thank you. Thank you, Banbury. And he goes off and you see him like whispering to different members of the village. Yeah, that's it. Whisper. We're real subtle. Don't just have clear, normal conversations. He's trying really hard to be uh, subtle and he is really shit at it. He's just so bad. But he is having an effect. People are kind of chatting about stuff and drifting over that way. So, Enigma, you have a hundred possible draws. Oh. Oh, I see what you mean. I misunderstood. I thought it was just big. No, even the most cursory examination suggests that there are a lot of complicated mechanisms built around, through and behind these draws. Uh... So you probably want to hit the right one. So when... When the other two were talking to Grandma Chi, yeah. did she have any clues? So, you could be talking to Grandmother Chi. Okay. That makes sense. So, you're back in her wagon. What What do you ask her? So, when you went to go and get it, like, um, what did it look like, that room where it was kept? When I was there, they had chests all around the room, little boxes on the floor. And it was an established fact that you had to choose that most of the boxes would, if opened, release a highly noxious toxic gas. And so part of what we had to learn was which one was the correct one for them to store the jewel or to store the dice stone. And that, that was hard to find. How did you? Well, she says... Now, you describe how your planning and preparation gave you a contact piece of information or equipment necessary for your current situation role. So, this is int if you needed to use knowledge or research. Probably int, I think. So, why don't you give me an int roll? Nine. So, on a seven to nine, pick one. It's not up to scratch. It draws attention. Mm. When you obtained it, you drew heat from the target or the authorities. So, one of those three things. Probably drew heat from the authorities. Okay, cool. So, so I think what she tells you is that at that point, it was based off a code which was used by the guard and there was a specific cipher and it was simply the character for red in that cipher and when you counted through from the left that told you which box she didn't have a copy of the current cipher so you were able to obtain one but someone saw you obtain it so you like snuck in from somewhere and grabbed one yep and you were spotted doing that and recognised. So, that's a problem for future Enigma. Yeah, that's not a problem at all then, really, is it? The future. Okay, great. So, 
you know which draw it is. It's four across, three down. Then I open four across, three down. When you open it, inside it is a stone that looks exactly like the one you have. Ah, piss. Because it's Enigma, and there goes Percy, going to reverse steal the gem. <laughs> we aren't involved in that one, because <laughs> me and Stu went to bed, because we were tired and grouchy. We had to put down our heads. Yes, sometimes when we start the podcast at 9pm, it's utterly <laughs> ridiculous because I get up at 6am. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> it's okay, you don't need to do that. That was just me letting... No, you didn't yeah, need to do it. No, no, no. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Lucy. Good effort. Yeah. Which so, of those claps was the correct one? We'll <laughs> never know. And you find yourself in a small, tight, zigzag corridor. And you ask yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> this isn't my zigzag <laughs> corridor. <laughs> this isn't my giant, multicoloured, silk dude guard. <laughs>